photogs. Don't adjust that dial. If you're into monochrome or flesh tones, if you're into film suits or focusing loops, if you suffer from roid rage or you're a pill part sage, this is the podcast for you. Emanating across the globe from the 502, it's probably Tuesday and it tastes like freedom. It's the Negative Positive Film Photography Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Negative Positive Podcast, episode 373. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave here in a slightly, a very fall-like but beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, this is a, a Monday episode. It's kind of a, a host show with some listener interaction, and we're going to have a little little catch up with uh, the very impor- important project that we've been uh, kind of uh, promoting this month. Uh, but first, let's let's find out who's on this show tonight. Um, well, first of all, I should mention um, the open that you just heard uh, was from. None other than Mr. Billy Sanford, and uh, so <laughs> thank you, Billy, for your, for your open, and it's exactly the type of thing we're looking for if uh, we still have this open contest going on. I think I got like two more opens in the e- by email uh, in the last week, so I got like, I think, three or four more to get through, uh, So, but still plenty of time. If you guys want to do an intro to the show, uh, just say whatever you want, make fun of us however you want to, and I'll expertly, professionally insert the open music behind it, so uh, you'll, it'll sound like an official open to the show, and uh, the winner, after we, you know, when these finally stop trickling in, we'll we'll end the contest, and Mr. Mike Williams will will pick a winner who he thought did the best open for the show, and you get a chance to win a, a hoga for uh, that that Andre used to own and uh, claims he never got a good picture out of, and uh, Mike, uh, I think I think he claims he got some good photos out of it, but he's just hoga's not for him. So uh, I don't know, maybe that's a, that's a testament that Mike's a little better photographer than Andre. Is that is that, is that what's going on here? I'm not sure, but uh, but but. Uh, uh, so, yes, we have that contest going, and uh, you've heard several in the last uh, several episodes. So you, you get an idea of what we're getting. So uh, see if you could top that, and you could send uh, those intros into negpositives at gmail.com, and I'll uh, put the music behind there, and uh, and uh, you'll be in the queue to be an open on the show. And whoever wins is actually going to be like the open uh, open for the show for, I don't know, at least a month or two after the after the final the winner is determined. So you'll just you'll go down in like a, a legendary status in the negative positives community. So it's, it's just your chance to be a legend so uh but anyhow thanks to billy sanford for the for the uh, excellent open there uh great job billy but again uh so let me get back to where i got, got, got sidetracked there uh who's on the line with me tonight well roxana angles could not join us uh she is uh, making a, a move and in the process of moving and uh so she uh, a little a little too busy right now to be, be doing something something as frivolous as, as podcasting so uh she's going to be moving from uh, apparently uh, uh lodi california to uh to uh, cupertino california so i believe that's uh i'm pretty sure i got her towns right uh, so i, I always <laughs> usually nail it so uh but <laughs> but who is on the line well another uh, other than everyone's favorite co-captain uh mr andre dominguez all the way out in the city of angels la la land los angeles california how you doing tonight andre hello hello i'm doing all right Awesome. And then, uh, of course, uh, our other co-captain, uh, Jess Jones, out in Virginia. How are you doing tonight, Jess? Pretty dang good. Look out, look out, look out. So everybody seems uh, spunky tonight. I like a little spunk, you know, so. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, and and and, our, and the next gentleman here, you, you, you know him, you love him. He's he's on, he's been on like probably more episodes than uh, than uh, Andre has in, uh, in the last year or so. But uh, uh, but uh, it's Mr. Mike Kukovica, the, the the drunk dark room, and uh, you know he's been on so much here lately. I'm I'm almost ready to give him honorary co-captain status, but uh, I think right now he's kind of at, at cabin boy status. And we were trying to say determine before the show started what a, a cabin boy is if that actually exists or not but i know there was a, a chris elliott movie named cabin boy so we were trying to determine if that's an actual official position but on the uss negative positive it is an official position and it's one of of, um, of high esteem and uh so uh, so mike i hope you enjoyed this uh, this new uh, uh you know a uh, new uh, title of cabin boy and mike is out there and out there in georgia so how you doing tonight mike yeah, I'm super excited and I'm really happy that you had me on again. So thank you, Mike. Oh. And uh, I'll wear that cabin boy hat with pride for sure. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even sure what the hat looks like, uh, but it's it's not like it's not like uh, like a cone shaped. I know that much. <laughs> okay. So I think well, I think <laughs> I should have checked that first, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so um so and there's a good reason to have Mike on and uh, uh, this uh, the Silver Linings project that we've been talking about in the last several episodes and you've seen it all over social media and uh, I'm just uh, kind of blown away by it. I mean, I think when uh, Andre and Mike brought this uh, this uh, project uh, to life and started mentioning it and we kind of uh, talking behind the scenes about it, I think all of us kind of wondered, you know, how it would go. We hoped it would do well and and honestly, I mean, I, I don't know if you if Andre and Mike and Jess if you all feel this way, but I feel like it's been uh, probably uh, more successful than I would have even wildly imagined. And uh, uh, so let's, uh, let's kind of get an update on the silver linings project. And I guess in case someone is, we get, I guess we have to like ex- explain it a little bit briefly because in case somebody just happens to listen to this episode and hasn't heard the last several, then maybe they don't know what the hell we're talking about. But uh, uh, so, Hey Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about the project and how about uh, all three of y'all kind of tell I mean, what you, what you think of it so far? Cause to me, I, I'm blown away by it. And uh, I just, I think it's been, an overwhelmingly positive response to it so yeah yeah i agree with you mike it's it's blown me away i mean that's uh it's a simple thing to say blow me away but really i it okay so see i was all ready to say something intelligent and it just emptied my head right there so now i'm 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 thinking about the the big lebowski saying what in god's name are you blathering about (laughs) so sorry Uh, (laughs) you know it's it's easy to get emotional about this thing it's it's pretty it's pretty it's it's been i I have to I, i mean i know it's been a rather emotional experience you know so yeah it really has it's it's i think probably everyone who's you know, had a loved one go through uh, some sort of cancer, fighting it, whether they won their battle or whether they lost it. Like there's little things that come up or people will say something and it really just takes you right back to where you were or, you know, when the most intense feeling you had about it. And uh, and yeah, that's been kind of a ongoing thing. I mean, it's good, though. I mean, that's that's I mean, I think that's what life is, is feeling everything, even even when it's hard. But but uh, yeah, the, the, the idea of the Silver Linings Project was that, you know, I think probably most of the people that are listening to this and most of the people that we see walking around in our daily lives, they've they've been touched by cancer one way or another, whether it's themselves or somebody they love or as you as I might something I hadn't even thought of that or they might end up dealing with it in the future. I mean, that could mm-hmm. apply to any of us here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so and the thing is, I, I also believe that there's a lot of people that are donating money to try to help end this, try to win this war against this this terrible thing, and to try to ease the pain that people are going through day to day. And and I think that most of the time we don't know about it. That that you know the the really truly good things that are done are done behind the scenes. You know that no one really knows about it. And so that's kind of where this came from was the idea to say, you know. We want to recognize the the love that people are showing for for other people going through this by by giving their you know hard earned money uh, in in form of donations to cancer research foundations and uh, charities and things like that. And so we wanted to say thank you, uh, and in our most you know genuine way of doing that is is through something that we made mm-hmm. um, and in print, of course, be all being you know. If, our crack, I guess, is it's fair to say, is photography in one way or another. <laughs> so it's 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 something we put a lot of effort into, and so so that's that's kind of the idea. We want to, you know, the, the one thing you have to do is is choose a a charity to make a donation to. That part, you know, we can't help you with. But then after that, the only other thing you got to do is just tell us about it, and uh, and we want to send you some love right back. Yeah, it's uh, and it's it, what's surprised me about it is just. Uh, like it hasn't been like, you know, and, and, and every, well, I mean, I hate to say this, but like every dollar counts, but like some of these donations have been, uh, <laughs> way larger than I would have expected people to do, you know, like, I mean, they haven't been small change, you know, and not, not that small change doesn't count. Everything helps, you know, but some of them yeah. have been blew me away, you know, seeing yep. what, what people were doing. Yeah. Definitely. I like when we set up the tiers for what size prints that we would send people based on the donation, like I, that top tier, I didn't think we were going to be troubled by that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was ready for it or yeah. partly ready for it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I should say partly ready because I didn't have anything to mail it with and I only <laughs> had a couple of them, but that's been rectified. <laughs> I've got, I've got the, what I need and I've got some more prints for it. So, but still it's, yeah, it, it it blows you away, but you know what? Even even the smaller donations mean a lot too, because when you think about it, that might have been something that really was was uh, um, something the person felt when they donated that. So For sure, yeah. It's um, it, it just it's heartwarming, you know. And what what did you say, Andre, about about um, when we were talking a little bit earlier about how? You know, it just it does blow you away that th- there's good people out there, and we th- we always thought there were, but but when you actually can see it, it, uh, yeah, it restores just, some faith. Yeah, I was just saying it definitely, you know, serves to restore a little bit of faith in humanity. That you know, there's so many people. I mean, 15 people total uh, whose you know donations. We're not going to be like naming names uh, or anything, but whose donations have ranged from you know just a a, a few dollars to I mean, a few hundred. Um, it's mm-hmm. really, really fantastic to see, you know, how much this project has meant to uh, so many people out there. And we're we're all, you know, in the process or excited to very soon be creating some of these prints to to send out to people. Yeah, I was uh, 
I was uh, visiting my son in Ohio. At a vis- we went and visited him this weekend, which I'll talk about a little bit about in my week. Uh, you know, kind of our first visit with him since he's went away for college and spent like two days with him. But it's a four-hour drive up and four-hour drive back that we did four hours one day and four hours on the next day coming home, or, which is just today. And uh, getting a little uh, uh, to have my faith in, in humanity restored a little bit by seeing this uh, is nice because uh, the amount of road <laughs> rage that I felt uh, <laughs> from people cutting me off and four hours of driving up there and back. Uh, you know, like sometimes your you, your 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 faith in humanity gets a little rattled, but uh, so <laughs> it's kind of nice to come back and see this little list uh, and uh, be like, oh, okay, yeah, people are 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 generally good. So. <laughs> So there you go. But uh, yeah, and uh, I had mentioned, I think on the last uh, episode, I did like a solo show episode last week, kind of a a special episode, uh, because I wanted to, you know, I have another episode out there where we kind of promote this a little bit. And I'd mentioned in that episode that, uh, uh, you know, you guys are doing darkroom prints and, you know, Jess is doing uh, like these uh, crazy, like one of a kind emulsion lifts. And of course, Roxana's got her amazing photography. And I was like, well, you know, if anybody wants one of my cheesy HP prints uh, <laughs> spit out of my my instant ink HP uh, uh, you know uh, you know digital printer or whatever then I, I, I'll, I'll you know I'll do that I'll join in on the fun but no one's gonna want one you don't want one of my prints you know and and lo and behold somebody somebody did request one of my prints so you know I'm gonna have to spend the lengthy time of turning on my HP printer and 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 spitting out <laughs> spitting out <laughs> a, a, a digital print but hey you know I, someone did uh, did donate to just to get a print for me and man that, that i was telling my wife about it on the drive home uh, to, uh this, this afternoon and uh uh and, and uh it's like man i i sort of feel guilty like i feel like i'm gonna have to like throw like i don't know like like uh, like a hundred prints in there just matched to one of you matched <laughs> <laughs> to make it seem worth it to that individual. But, but, uh, but, and I also was talking to her and she was asking about it. And I was like, I was like, you know, the craziest thing about this thing is uh, beyond just being so heartwarming and just uh, uh, everything and just just I never would have thought like uh, I think of everything that we've done, uh, how many episodes we've done on this podcast and, you know, all these little things that have blown me away, just like seeing the amount of people that listen or or some of the amazing things people have sent me in the mail or just the the friendships I've built through doing this podcast. But I would put this right at the top of the list of anything I would have ever thought that this podcast could accomplish. And I, I have to thank uh, all you all so much for uh, for putting this together and and uh, allowing this podcast to be a vehicle for it because I think honestly it's probably the the thing I may be the most proud of uh, that I've done uh, that, that this podcast has been able to accomplish since since I started this thing and and this is and this has nothing to do with me I deserve none of the credit you guys do but I appreciate getting uh, being given the opportunity to use this as a as a vehicle for it because I, like I said it's got to be my proudest moment with this podcast so far yeah hey Mike. If you didn't build this up, we wouldn't have anywhere to go. None of none of the four of us would know each other, That's and so true, many man. of those people out there, we wouldn't know them. And and yeah. uh, you know, I, I was even thinking that to myself. I was like, if I went and did this on my own, no one really knows me, or maybe a few people do. So yeah, man, don't 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 cut yourself down at all, man. I think that this is kind of like the everything came together in in a really good way. I mean. What do they say? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I mean, it really is just a testament to you guys and the community that you built, and that's why this is happening. So it's really a big thanks to you guys. Well, I think uh, I, I don't know if uh, preparation is ever a word that you can use for this podcast, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I like your slogan, Mike, but I don't think it necessarily applies to this. Hey, 370 <laughs> podcasts is preparation, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got them ready for something. <laughs> uh, maybe I just need another. Well, I don't need another hobby, so I, I should, 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 should maybe just stop. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but so, uh, yeah, so Andre, Jess, where, where are you guys feeling about it at this point? Like, uh, I know you, you just said a little bit, but I want to get like some real, uh, you know, we're, we're getting, we're getting touchy feely here and, uh, and, you know, and it's getting warm and fuzzy. So let's just keep that going. Cause I, I'm getting all these feel good vibes. I'm getting little goosebumps and stuff. So, you know, I just, uh, you know, where are you guys at with this? Well, I, I feel like I'm behind and I haven't started um, <laughs> preaching just yet, but uh, I, I do look forward to, you know, very soon diving into the archive and trying to find stuff that I I think, you know, not only just people would enjoy uh, aesthetically, but to, to try to find some of my more meaningful photography that's not like portraits of people that, you know, that the the people who donated wouldn't know. I mean, obviously, it's it's a thing that's often said that the most meaningful pictures we take are the the portraits we take of our loved ones. But I don't know necessarily if, if folks want a picture of my parents. So I, I look to <laughs> what, what about one? What about one? Uh, one of your many ex girlfriends? I mean, I, I mean that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, was that, oh, sorry. Was that, was that too soon? Might have been too soon on that. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I, I do look forward to to trying to find you know some photos that I'm proud of and that I think that uh, some people out there would would really enjoy. Jess, your thoughts? I have just been blown away. I mean, again, it really is just a testament to you guys. And I've tried to do some kind of thing like this before and it doesn't matter how many followers you have on Instagram because nobody pays attention to that kind of stuff but y'all have really created this great community and just the kindest people and I can't believe what they've donated and it's just incredible and it makes makes me feel really good I don't want to get all teared up here but I don't know. It's been a hard year and a half seeing the worst of people in the service industry. And mm-hmm. this really does make you feel so much better. So right. thank you, everybody. Well, and also, Jess, they should be uh, uh, like anybody that donated enough to get one. I mean, it's a real testament to, to you, Jess, that you are uh using some of your i mean the most valuable commodity in film photography you own which is the fp100c which is <laughs> not easy to get hold of anymore and very expensive and the fact that you are uh, uh you know you know you're you're going into your stash to use some of that stuff up is is a real testament to um to you as well so be sure to make you know give yourself a pat on the back for that so yeah well Roxana yeah. sent me a box and i am using that whole box to put towards these prints too so that's roxana as well and well jess i I will say i've been meaning to mention this to you i have a couple of extra uh, boxes here that uh, i had planned on keeping a couple more for myself i'm going to sell a couple but if you need another box oh no i definitely don't need them i just wanted i just wanted it to be like you know she's she's just sending this to me as a gift so Mm -hmm. 
I should give this back as a gift. So it's, well, I would, I would be glad to send you a box uh, to help you. Uh, if you, if you, I don't want you to cut too much into, I mean, it's part uh, of your, it's part of your art, fine. you know, like, you know, I, you know, so you know, I've, I've got a box for you if you want it. So just, oh, uh, thank you. No, you, you hold on to that. Cause one day you might want to shoot it. Don't sell it all off. Save from it. it really me, is pretty magical. Wait, wait me, me shoot something. Or I mean, yeah. have, you have you listened to this podcast? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, I I didn't think that I would have to make so many of these, but you know what? <laughs> I am super stoked on it. Like I'm blown away, honestly, and I'm I'm very excited to put all of these together. And because at first I was like, oh, it might just be a few, because you know, I, I don't know. You shouldn't expect the least of of people but i didn't know what to expect really and since Mm -hmm. i've tried before it didn't really work and it's like i'll just send these off to kooks and see what happens and then they just kept coming i was like oh my gosh (laughs) this is great i'm just gonna have to send them all in one big batch and well, apparently it's a hot commodity because, like, uh, uh, kooks, as you call them, uh, sent us a, a list of uh, of the donors here uh, uh, through our little ch- private chat that we have going on, and uh, and there's a there's a separate list for Jess, like, and, and it it seems like <laughs> seems like it's much a, smaller than the main list, <laughs> right? Really right. Well, I I had also like m- m- kind of prepared some papers that I had watercolored so that I could put in a note with each one of them and then i was like oh i've got to start get caught up on those two so because i just want to send a little note for each one too for everybody and kind of at least from anyone that i might know i want to try and pick someone something that they might like and i don't mm-hmm. know just try to put a little thought into it so it's exciting to do that and i'm i'm super thankful for everybody it's wonderful and thankful for Kooks and Andre for putting this whole thing together. I mean, absolutely. Geez. Yeah, I mean, like when they first uh, approached me, uh, finally kind of came forth with the idea. I was like, "Oh man, this is amazing!" And uh, uh, yeah, it's all, all tons of credit to Andre and and Mike Kukovica. Man, you guys really, uh, really, uh, man, and and quick, very quickly. I know you guys were kind of under the under the uh, under a little <laughs> time constraint, but but you pulled it together, man, and it's it's worked swimmingly. So uh, cheers to you guys for sure. Yeah. yeah, the the idea was long in the making, but the execution happened like most of <laughs> the in the few days leading up to the launch. So. <laughs> I would call that the uh, oh shit moment. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it, we thought about it. I mean, I've been thinking about trying to do something like this for years, and it finally just sort of got maybe seventy percent distilled, but was missing the most thirty percent. Uh, you know, the most important 30%, I mean, mm-hmm. and then talking to Andre, he kind of helped me figure that out. But then, then it was like, oh, you know, October, that's, that's so far away, you know, and it, <laughs> especially when I'm looking at my schedule at work, kind of trudging through the year, I was like, you know, this, oh, it's, it's way far away, man. I'm having a hard time getting through weeks, you know, let alone months. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, <laughs> October's <laughs> like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, not, not exactly tomorrow, but yes. And, and I will say though, that, that Andre, mentioning it on the podcast uh without telling me about that was the best thing that (laughs) that happened because i really was getting cold feet about the whole thing you know because you know you you well you know the thing is it's like you said jess you you kind of stick yourself out there and you you can't do it you can do your part but then people have to do their part right Mm -hmm. i mean like Mm -hmm. it's it's like having a party and saying come on over and 
it's time and you're kind of waiting to see if anyone's going to come to the door, you know, it's, it, it's so, and I, I really got kind of nervous. I was like, Oh man, maybe Andre forgot about that. And then, and then I'm listening <laughs> to the podcast. I'm like, well, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate that little, that little nudge in the right direction. Um, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a message uh, from someone. I, it was kind of a private message. So I won't mention uh, the name or anything or even read the message, but we had a little discussion about it and uh, he was, uh, you know, uh, glad we were doing it. And uh, he, we, we had, we had mentioned it. I, I don't remember if it was, I think it was me that said, but anyhow, the, the kind of the point of it was, is like, you know, with cancer is like, you know, um, I think the, there's a thing, it's such a, unfortunately, it's such a common thing in our human existence and, 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 and unfortunately we'll probably all deal with it either personally or, or, uh, through a relative or friend or loved one. It's almost impossible to get around it, but we'll all have to deal with it at some point. And it's to the point where it's so common that I said, I think I made the point that, you know, when someone dies from cancer, it's, it's almost like as um uh as unsurprising as like oh he died of natural causes you know because yeah. it's it's yeah. like you know it's almost like considered natural causes and that's that shouldn't be man like you know and yeah. in our human existence we've accomplished so much man and like you know we got pocket computers we carry around and all the time now like you know but we can't cure this thing it's been around for you know for as you know as modern all modern history and like the fact yeah. that we haven't uh really uh, ended this yet is I think it's a real a sad state of where we are as far as like um, I mean just uh, as as far as we've 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 went as as mankind or whatever it's just it's hard to believe that we're still dealing with this and and uh, so uh, maybe this is one one small step right so uh, to 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 put it into this thing so you know I know we're it's a, it's a tiny fraction to people that give to cancer but. Uh, uh, research and all that. And I know millions and billions of dollars are probably given to it every year, but uh, it's time to, it's time to end this thing. Right. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 yep. it's too, it's too, it's too long. It's, it's time for this to end. But um, so any, anything we can do to help is a, a step in the right direction. But um, so I guess uh, the next thing I kind of want to get out is, you know, this was um, this would be our last uh, episode in the month of October, which I should say, uh, everyone ha have a happy Halloween. Uh, Andre, you got those, uh, those, 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 uh, those ghost, uh, prizes, sent, <laughs> those challenge prizes sent out yet from last Halloween. Let's move on to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess we know where that status of that is, but, uh, but hey, hey, now that is separate from this. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Audrey's got. Uh, 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 he gets regular visits from Mike Kukavica to uh, to to pressure him to get these things done. So that, that, well, that you're that, damn right, man. I'm going to be out there on Sunday, actually, <laughs> and we're going to go out um, shooting the next weekend. So, yeah, uh, um, he's going to get plenty of positive peer pressure. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, I know that the, the original uh, uh, plan for this, and uh, we talked a little bit in the in the pre-recording. Uh, was for this to be for the month of October. And, uh, and a lot of it was kind of due on, on how successful it has been. If you, if you needed to extend it or not, but what's your all's thoughts? I mean, is still the plan at this, at this point to end it, uh, in October or are you going to extend it or is it just kind of up in the air and see how it goes or what, what's your thoughts on that in case people are looking to get into this? They, they still have, as of right now, they still have, uh, what, like, uh, 12, uh, let's see what uh, 12, 13 days left in this month that they could, that they could get in on this, but what's, what's the, is there, is there a deadline? What, what's your thoughts on that at this point? 
Well, I, and no one else is saying anything, so I'll, I'll <laughs> stick it out there. <laughs> we, we could extend a little bit longer. I think maybe, uh, you know, we we're talking about that because uh, most of my work is done. Most of the prints I, I have made. Uh, so, you know, I had made some in the meantime and I'm going to be traveling here. So what I can actually make is pretty much done for, for this, unless it goes beyond, but, but, um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're open to extending a little bit longer. I guess it, it depends if we hear from people that say that they want to do it or that they haven't, or they, they're, they're going to, or whatever. Cause I wouldn't want to slam the door on somebody, but, mm-hmm. but if we actually get to the natural end and as many people that are going to donate did donate, then, then, you know, I'm, I'm good with closing that out then. So sure. Maybe that sounds like, uh, like, I don't know what, <laughs> like I don't have a real f- fixed idea in my head. Um, how about, how about you, um, um, my Jess and uh, Andre, what do you think? Well, there's a grace period. I don't think we have to slam the door on anybody and I will be out of town on the first week of November. So I'll definitely come back ready to make some more if more pop up and, you know. So what nice. we're saying is, you know, if it hits, if you know, you're, if you if you're, you're too busy putting up your your Halloween decorations and carving your pumpkins, and it gets to be like November, and you know, you can hit you can hit these guys up, and be like, hey, uh, can I still uh, get in on this? And and it's it's not a, it's not a hard cut, right? So yeah, not at all. Right. Not Halloween, <laughs> he said. Halloween. <laughs> the the good news is that we, you know, we're glad that we didn't run into a situation where nobody uh contributed that that was kind of the fear was that we were really excited about this excited to put it out there and then nobody would send any donation <laughs> so we're very much you know not in in that position um at the same time you know uh we are happy that this did not completely blow itself out of the, the the realm of like financial possibility for us <laughs> out. So I think we've had a really good medium and, and like Jess said, you know, there can be a grace period. We don't want to slam the, the door shut on everybody. We just want to, you know, thank the, the folks who've already, you know, submitted their donations now. We're a little over ha- halfway through the month and still have a few weeks here left in October. We encourage other people to, if you haven't already uh, made your donations, should you want to participate, please do so. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That was a well, good time. Oh, hey, can I have one more thing, Mike? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Um, if, if you did by chance do something before October, you know, yeah. we, we did the, the, the podcast where we announced that was, I think, on uh, August or September 21st. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we had our first donation like that night as soon as, uh, well, you know who you are. As soon as that person, <laughs> you know, finished listening to the podcast, they went and donated even when we couldn't even take their information yet. So if you did it a little earlier, too, that's fine as well. Absolutely. So, very cool. Well, I guess uh, the the last thing we should get out, and I'll I'll have this in the show notes as well. But like, uh, where do people go to to find out how to how to do this? What's the easiest way? Probably probably your website, right, Mike? That's yes. That's that's what that's what that's the best place to go because it's going to get there. But you know, if you know Jess, you can go to her Instagram. She's got the link in her profile. If you know Andre, he's got the link in his profile. If you know Roxana, she's got it in hers, and then. You know, the drunk dark room. I've got mine, but it's the website's kukovica.com. 
Not that I expect anyone to know how to spell that. I'm it'll the one with the, the weird <laughs> name, not you. <laughs> it'll be in it'll be in the show notes. I'll, I'll have it there. So yeah. <laughs> and then that's that's the explanation. And then there's a link to the Google form to uh, put in your details so that we can uh, so we can show you some love. Very, very cool. Well, uh, this has been amazing. And, uh, and I hope that, uh, uh, you know, I, I, if, especially because, you know, if anyone asks for any more of my prints, it's only going to take me like five minutes. So I hope you guys just get slammed and it's last week and, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and then I hope I get a couple more and I can just laugh as I quickly print out a couple of prints while you guys <laughs> slave in dark rooms and do emulsion <laughs> stuff and all that. <laughs> So well, that's that is one thing I should say, at least from my own side, is I, I've been printing for a couple of years and and building up, you know, three, four prints of this negative and that negative. And I I realized I never really put them anywhere there. There's not really any pictures of them on my website. And I've only recently started putting them on Instagram. And I'm like, what you idiot? You're telling people you want to give them a print and they don't have any idea what what it is that you have. Uh, but but what I am trying to say is that whatever whatever you've seen in the last couple of weeks, I have a lot more than that. So um, at least from my side, from the stuff that I have. So it's it's not that um, you're probably not going to get what you saw me post <laughs> the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, God knows Andre has plenty more than what's on his Instagram. So, uh, but uh, just uh, just definitely throwing that disclaimer out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, so, folks, there's uh, the, the information to be in the show notes. Check it out, and uh, you got some time to uh, to still get in on this and uh, and help us uh, beat cancer because uh, hey, f cancer. So uh, we can all agree to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is the first segment. And, you know, I guess uh, you can't do this without uh, at least a host show without without finding out what we've been up to. And we always started out with Mr. Andre Dominguez. And why would we change that? Uh, so let's uh, let's start with Andre. Andre, what have you been up to lately, brother? Uh, photographically, not a whole lot of anything. But um, what I have been working on the past few weeks is production and, and filming and post-production of uh some of the youtube videos for the cinestill youtube channel which we had a bit of a soft relaunch um about a couple months ago and that's been going really well and the first video that i was hosting which was uh you know kind of going over a couple different styles of 35 millimeter film leader retrievers and like how to use them was hmm. published on friday and uh, I, I come in this morning to work, and my coworkers say, "Andre, there's a really interesting comment in the comment section for you there." Uh, I think you read something uh, like, "You know, uh, what a babe," <laughs> or, or something. Oh, nice! <laughs> and I go in and look, and it's it's Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Our little yeah. YouTube star. Yeah. Here, here I was thinking like, oh, wow, you know, I'm finally getting, finally getting hit he on. He was sorely disappointed. <laughs> oh, man, I, I should go leave a comment. I think I'm going to have to do that if this is over with. <laughs> yeah, so if you, that was if you the first thing me, I did. If you guys want to embarrass me, you know, in front of my coworkers who one of my one of my colleagues is is in charge of you know, kind of moderating the comment section and answering any questions, uh, feel free to go check out the latest video on the Cinestill film 
YouTube channel and leave an embarrassing comment. <laughs> oh, Andre, you should not have said that. You've opened up, the, you've opened up a, uh, a, a door on that one, man. So <laughs> oh, that's all right. Because here, Mike, see, the secret is that all of that is just engagement. Ah, so see. The right. There's no bad engagement then, huh? Yeah. yeah. There's no bad engagement or publicity when it comes to embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah, I've actually heard people on YouTube say that, like even somebody like a, like thumbs down or, or like in, even negative engagement is actually helpful. So like as far as it actually mm-hmm. like like people like see things on YouTube like, oh, this is garbage. This is hot garbage. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to show them. I'm going to I'm going to say something. I'm, you know, I'm going to be a bad human being. And 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 they do that stuff. But actually, they're actually helping the person that they just uh, just are, are mad about. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Which I think is kind of fair, actually. I kind of like that it, that it happens that way. So, but um, yeah. If you, so if you wanna, if you wanna, you know, make me blush or call me an asshole, slag me off, whatever it is uh, you want to do, uh, help help, you know, those those engagement numbers go up and check out the the latest video on the on the YouTube channel. What is the YouTube channel that they need to go to, Andre? Cinestill. Uh, if you just search Cinestill film, you'll find it. Yep. Yep. All right. What else you got? Anything else? Um, other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm encroaching a little bit on Kukavika's turf here, but, uh, him and I are going to be taking our first overnight trip. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Boy. That's <laughs> getting romantic. Yeah. I think together into Arizona. I think, you know, I think you're at that part of your relationship, right? I mean, I think it's where there's got to... There are two hotel rooms involved in this trip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Everyone's... on The Bachelor, the overnights are right before the engagement. <laughs> oh, <dear Lord. laughs> All I know is that uh, that that Kukovica sent me a message. Hey, man, I bought your ho- I bought you uh, a hotel ticket. I was like, okay, then. <laughs> I, I use some of my points, okay. So it's like you know, it's fine. Well, we got two different rooms, though. No, I don't know. That sounds like a, that sounds like a. That's kind oh, of a boy. boss move, Mike. It's it's kind of a yeah, it's, 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 it's a good play, man. Wow. <laughs> I need a kooks in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting everybody know out there who's thinking about it. <laughs> Mike, Mike knows Mike knows how to treat you right. <laughs> but uh, kooks, why don't why don't you uh, you know let people know where it is that we're we're going this time around. Well, so uh, we are going to do Route 66 from, let's say, Amboy to Kingman, Arizona. So it's another, um, well, Amboy is, um, if you go way back uh, to one of the earlier podcasts, that that was the furthest um, furthest east we went on Route 66. And it's this little tiny town owned by the guy that owns uh, El Pollo Loco. Uh, the, the guy bought a town, you know, th- isn't that crazy that you can right. like buy a town? Um, <laughs> right. I think there's some place in Tennessee that's up for sale right now too, for like 700 grand or something, which is <laughs> definitely out of my price range, but still <laughs> right. like, it's just so, so strange to think about that. But, but yeah, Amboy is a really cool place. But then beyond that, uh, is like needles and needles is an interesting place, but that's kind of a little bit more of the hard old West, if you will, or, mm-hmm. you know, that's how they got their problems these days too. But, and then beyond that is, is Kingman, Arizona, which is, I think, uh, Arizona has some of the nicest bits of, of route 66 in it, at least 
in terms of being preserved and some things okay. like that. So, um, I, I mean, New Mexico has some nice stuff too, but, but I, I've, I've done this Kingman thing before a couple of years ago. So, and, but, but what I did is I drove out there, I, I started out in Barstow and, and ended up in Kingman and then came back, uh, to the area the next day, but that's what we're going to do, but we're just going to kind of jump over what we had. So it'll be a little bit of driving in the morning. Um, and then Cayman's cool. There's a, there's a cool route 66 theme hotel across the way with a nice restaurant, which you may end up getting a drunk phone call from, uh, that <laughs> evening. Mike. Uh, so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we're talking about that. And, uh, and there's this place uh, a little ways from there called a uh, Hackberry general store. And that place is, is super cool. They got a bunch of old cars and some stuff. And then there's another little tourist trap place called, uh, Oatman, Arizona, and there's a their big claim to fame is a bunch of uh, it used to be a mining town in the 20s. They used donkeys a lot, and they became domesticated. So there's just all these donkeys running around. So, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> so yeah, it reminds me of that that line in Spaceballs, right? It's it's a, it's not really asshole, but it is I'm surrounded by asses, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so bringing Andre on this trip, one way or another, you're going to get some ass. Is that, is that oh. <laughs> <laughs> walked right into that what, <laughs> what? i was just I was, talking about the don- I was talking about the donkeys i don't know what you guys are thinking yeah but. yeah yeah the donkeys yeah. <laughs> i'm just very so, quiet on that comment I, I don't, I'm, just, I'm just excited for the trip and i was even actually thinking of trying to go minimum on my uh photography equipment this trip and i guess that's that's blown out the window i'm gonna be dragging some extra stuff what the plan was was to go to the planes of fame air show that that's normally in may but they moved it uh to october and then they just canceled it so so this is kind of a a makeup yeah yeah well you know it's one of my i've said it many times on my bucket list if someone's asked me like what what's the you know when i when you retire mike or what's your dream shooting location and it's always been uh one was been hawaii because uh my dad was stationed there and and uh so i remember all the slides he took when he was in the military stationed in hawaii so i always wanted to see some of the things that he he took photos of but but the 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 main thing for personally i think has always been for me route 66 because it's just that that slice of americana you know and and uh But like, uh, but the way I understand Route 66 now, it's 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 broken up into pieces now. You can't like just like it's not like it used to be where you can just take it all the way across the country, right? It's like it's very no. broken up now. Is that right? Yeah, I, I mean, I've only really been in it uh, from Kingman West, right? So I <laughs> okay. can't speak about the rest of it. But there's big chunks where it's you know it's called a National Trails Highway, and there's a lot of it where it's like road closed or it'll parallel the, the 40, like mm. maybe, you know, a hundred yards off, but it's so rough that you really don't want to drive on it anyway, if you can mm-hmm. help it. And plus you can mm-hmm. see it. So yeah. Well, unless, a, unless you have like a Ford truck because those are built for, uh, uh, built for tough. So you could probably yeah. get through there that, that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, see uh, a low car with big fat tires makes a lot of noise. I'll tell you that. So on, on that kind of ground up stuff. So, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, but still Mike, it, it, don't let that take the shine off, off of it for you. Cause I think that there's so much cool stuff. Oh, it takes yeah. a little bit more planning, right? I mean, like the idea that you could just get on in, in, you know, Chicago or whatever, and just take it all away. Well, it doesn't quite work that way, but, but I think that with a little bit of prep, it, essentially you could do the same thing 
Mm-hmm. It'd be so cool to get a motorhome, right? It's a big oh, old yeah. motorhome and just drive. And then when you feel like stop and stop and drive a little bit and yeah. I've always had this. I've always had this dream when I retired to like, you know, either own or at least rent a a, a, a just a classic American like muscle car or something like a, a GTO or something, and just go all the way across the country that way, like old school and hit yeah. Route sixty six, you know. And I know like that would never happen because I'll never be able to afford that said muscle car or whatever. But or the gas by then, probably to, if we even have gas by the time I retire, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so well, well, hey, one thing, there's a lot of people that have your idea mike because Uh, i've gone out there a few times and like there'll be like it seems like it's the whole nation of france is on route 66 and they're mm -hmm. all in mustang convertibles (laughs) like they're just uh, you know that's the and that must be or they'll have the tour bus right so i guess the ones that have the money have the the, their own rental car and i guess the the rest (laughs) of them pile into the the bus you know but uh, (laughs) with my financial situation looks like i'm looks like i'm going bus on this but uh but (laughs) So, but the the Mustang though, that made me think of you because it's just, that must be like Europeans idea of the American West, you know, as a convertible Mustang or, I never see Camaros or anything. It's it's always Mustangs or maybe those are what's easier to, no, they just like the Fords better. Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the Fords still run. So that's the thing. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now, see, now, you know how I got my team leader position at Ford. I just, it's, it's my constant promotion in this podcast. That's how, that's how I got that position. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) wait, was that the part where you're saying you want to piss on the sign when you retire? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know i looked at that sign the other day and it's fenced off now so it's going to be a little more difficult now i think i think they i think it might have heard me because like now i'm gonna i might have to like like not get cut by barbed wire or something which could be very dangerous if you're going to going to pee like yeah i don't know you don't want to get that caught on barbed wire but like but you're just gonna have to have to go really bad and launch it a long way <laughs> right. right i may just have to settle on just doing it on the side of the building or something i don't know but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, wa- wa- watch me get caught. You know that that, uh, that would be my luck. Uh, so 30- it won't be Florida, man. It'll be Kentucky, man. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I have brought nothing but um, but uh, middle school humor to this podcast so far. But uh, <laughs> but <laughs> so, uh, Mike, you got anything else about uh, what you've been up to lately? Oh, well, uh, you know, there's one thing I wanted to bring up, um, but I, I, I don't want to slag on, on any company. And so I'm, I, there's a fine line, but I got, um, in my printing, uh, adventures, I have some paper, uh, that it, it has me pulling. Well, if I had hair to grab, to pull on my head, I would be pulling my hair out, ah. but, uh, it's, it, it, this paper, um, it would was staining around the borders like a hmm. like a ugly kind of like reddish orangish like really weird stain and I, it was strange because i had a replacement box of the same stuff and it started doing this on me and in the the paper from the original box which i finished wasn't and i thought that it was contamination and I like threw everything away and I was cleaning stuff up and mixing new stuff and just not getting anywhere. And, um, and so I ended up sending that box back and I got another box and it was doing the same thing. And I just was really depressed because it's my favorite paper. I mean, paper, different paper is, 
it, it's like, it's like words, right? I mean, you use different words for different things and not every paper or not one paper is good for everything. They all have, you know, some things need a gloss, some mm-hmm. things need a mat, some things need a texture. Uh, but, but anyhow, I was just really depressed cause I'm like, man, I can't figure this out. And not only do I have like a lot of money wrapped up in this, in this paper, but, but if, but if I can't find a way to make this work, then this is like one of my favorite things to print on. And I, you know, so anyhow, turns out that this particular batch just needs double the the time being fixed that I had before. And it's really weird. So I'm going to uh, wrap up a couple of defective prints and an exhaustive uh, description of of everything I did and how I got to where I went. And I'm going to mail it to the manufacturer and not in any sort of griping way, but to just say like, look, I don't know if you've heard of this problem or anything, but this is what I found and, you know, maybe this can help you sort out the problem because please don't stop making this. I love it. Right. (laughs) Is is it, is it something like you've used for years and just now it just now ran into this problem? Yep. Yep. Wow. Okay. And it was with a certain batch because, you know, they have batch numbers on, on the back and, uh, yeah, it's it's a it, it was driving me crazy, and it was you know I think what happened is you know it, we don't so what am I trying to say like darkroom printing was like in the collective consciousness to a much higher degree than it is today. Uh-huh. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, right? I mean, you could be at work and you could probably walk up to someone and say, you know, you ever print in a dark room? Well, I'm trying to do this. And they probably would know what you're talking about, right? Uh-huh. Or at least you'd uh-huh. have a chance of finding someone. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure that where I work, I'm the only guy that does that or the right. only person that does it, right? So everything I've learned has been through reading stuff on the internet and you know, bludgeoning my face against it in practice and learning the hard way. So like when this happened, I... I wasn't sure what the hell it was. What it, what it really looked like to me was, uh, and when I first started, uh, I realized that you can't go from the fix to selenium toning right away because uh, it, it it you get this weird pattern around the the edges of on the border on the white area, not on the not on the print um, the printed area, the image area, just on the border. Mm-hmm. And so, like five minutes of soaking it or ten minutes, depending on which kind of fix you're using, would would solve that. And I thought that's what it was, and I was just kind of railroaded into thinking, but there's no selenium anywhere, and I was mixing new stuff up. Anyway, what I'm getting at is like not having the experience of a lot of different things really worked against me and maybe I just couldn't see beyond what what I thought the problem was and trying to root that out but but um it, that's one of those things that um I'm glad I figured out what the problem is because I feel much better about it but at the same time like I I realize I you know <laughs> 20 years ago it might have been a lot quicker solution and Andre mm-hmm. before you say if you just get on the Facebook group and talk to the guys <laughs> on the light and the dark podcast and all that then they, you know I just still can't do that so sorry so it's self-inflicted for sure Mike we need we need you on the Facebook group but <laughs> it's funny you mentioned uh, like uh, at your work mentioning like darkroom printing would be uh, like you'd probably just get a uh, just blank stairs or whatever uh, I, I had a situation at Ford just this last week uh there's a 
there's a camera on one of our workstations and uh when the robot grabs a part it like puts the put a part under this camera to look for this uh uh that takes a picture and makes sure like the, this little uh piece of rubber uh, uh this rubber sealant uh like as a sealer uh, out of this little piece of rubber that's on there make sure it's there before it will send the part into the robots to like put the door together well they had uh for some reason bypassed this camera and uh, one of my workers was like, why did they bypass that camera? It's like suddenly not no longer taking the picture. And make, so and because uh, we'd found a part that didn't have that rubber ceiling stri- strip on there. Oh. Else. And and uh, and like, well, why is the uh, camera bypassed? And uh, my worker on that on that on that job, he was like, man, no one forward. They probably just ran out of film. And I, <laughs> I was I was surprised that they even meant this kid was like, you know, he's like 22 years old. I'm surprised he even knew what film was. I almost wanted to like talk to him about film photography. I was so excited that he actually <laughs> that actually heard the word film at a Ford factory. But even though it was making fun of the situation. But so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Mike, you got anything else? Nope, and and I feel bad. I cut in front of in front of Jessica somehow. I didn't mean well, to. That's because that. oh, no, Andre, no, no, no. Andre did that. Andre put you. You know. Well, I mean, I mean, there's you know, no it, real it, order. Well, the thing of it is, you know, Jess leaves, uh, leaves like a, you know, uh, flirts with Andre on social media, and then Andre <laughs> just immediately goes to his middle aged crush, middle aged man, <laughs> you know. So I don't. Damn it. <laughs> he is loyal. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know. I, I guess I guess we know where Andre's at with with this with this uh, with with his flirtations at this point. But uh, so, but so. <laughs> all right, Jess, what do you got? <laughs> um, what have I been up to? I, I've shot a little bit. We forage for a lot of stuff for the brewery and brewing in. It was pawpaw season here. I don't know if they have pawpaws in Kentucky or not, but um, grandfather's kind of paw- <laughs> Yeah, they grow on trees. <laughs> I have no idea. Them, what, see if they're have, nice and ripe. I have no idea what this is. Pawpaws. No, what is, what is no pawpaws no. over there. I mean, they I'm, grow by the river. They're okay. kind of like a. They're they taste like a tropical fruit. Okay. Um, and they're all over the place close to any bodies of water and you can just shake the they're skinny little trees with these big almost like banana leaves and you can shake the trees and they just come raining down on you but they've got this like super great fruity tropical flavor um hmm. and you can <laughs> use I them say, if there's any of those growing next to the ohio river uh, right outside, uh, right next to Louisville here, like right on the, the yeah. Louisville uh, River front here. Uh, I've seen what goes into that river, and I probably, <laughs> probably wouldn't want to eat those. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what kind of what kind of rivers you all have in Virginia. But uh, uh, just um, well, we've got the, the James. It's it's a huge river that goes all through Virginia. But uh, uh, pawpaws are pretty good, and you can brew with them. And we we made a beer with it. Um, a couple of years ago, it took like a year and a half for that beer to come out. But anyway, so we foraged them again, and I shot a bunch of film. I'm never a lot of help collecting the pawpaws, but I shoot a lot of film. And then um, did some developing. I've been using my clothes dryer that Roxana recommended. Yeah, yeah. It is a dream because I can develop a roll and have it dried and flattened and scanned in an hour. And it's mm. awesome. 
and I highly recommend to anyone just thinking about it, just to go ahead and do it. Um, no dust? No, I haven't. Ha- so I have the dustiest apartment because I can't open any of the windows and I have two cats and there's just cat hair everywhere. And <laughs> it has little holes in it um, kind of just at the top and then at the bottom where the... Um, the plug goes into but not really enough to let anything in so it's really not a problem so good and that's awesome because you know well darkroom printing there's there's no clone tool in the darkroom i mean there's you know paintbrush and some ink but like trying to be clean from the negative is so important and i usually i don't have a great process for that so i was thinking about that but that's what i was really curious was is what's the the dust uh scenario like but knowing that it's good is that's cool well even the fact i guess i guess the fact that you know you're, you're you're shortening your drying time so much I mean, you're immediately uh, going to have less yeah. dust problems because you're right. not having them to have to, to hang up somewhere where dust can land on them for like twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome, and she's a genius. And I don't know why we haven't been doing this from the beginning because it's so convenient. But um, we should make a uh, we should party. we should we should buy a bunch of them, stick a negative positive sticker on there, and sell them as <laughs> negative positive film dryers. And like, well, yeah. that's what I told Andre to do. Sinistel, like <laughs> they did go. that with the yeah. damn uh, sous vide. They should be doing that with this <laughs> right, dryer. All, all that Sinistel thing was was a, a regular kitchen sous vide, right, Andre? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sticker slapped on it, right? <laughs> nope. We modified the hardware. We modified the firmware. We did a lot. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh man, you're you're falling for it, hook, line, and sinker, brother. <laughs> Don't he encourage says him. the royal we. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I did that, and then I caught a cold, and then my unvaccinated staff got COVID, so we've been a little short, and that's mm. been annoying. But um, oh. then I've been working on these image lifts, which have been awesome, and. I've made some that I really love. I've made a couple that I'm like, uh, I don't know if anyone would like this. So I'm going to replace those and just keep trying to pick out the ones that I would really like someone to have and whatever would mean something to somebody. So Uh. see how that goes. But that's pretty much it. I haven't done a whole lot lately, just developing some film. I finally developed my last role from Iceland and posted a couple, but I'm kind of like, like I love looking at them for myself, but I'm kind of sick of sharing that online. So I'm kind of, I think I'm I'm done with that and move on to some of this other stuff that I shot over the summer. Share some of that. Yeah, very cool. All right. Well, as far as me, I uh, I went up. Well, I got to say, in the last couple of weeks, you know, I, I I decided to go back. Like uh, the last uh, over the last year or so, uh, I know it hasn't seemed like I shot very much, and I haven't. But there was a bunch of stuff I, I, sh- I had shot, developed, and scanned, and. I never like got the motivation to like, you know, put them in Photoshop and you just do the basic levels adjustments and contrast. I don't do much in Photoshop, but the very little I do, I hadn't even done that with these photos. So I started going through 
some stuff I shot like last year that I never have put on my Instagram. Hadn't done anything with them. Hadn't even like edited them whatsoever, the scans and all that stuff. So I kind of went, uh, been going through some of that stuff and, and editing, uh, and, and like, and starting to post some of that stuff to my Instagram account. And, uh, which I thought, I think was almost, almost had as many cobwebs as Andre's at one point. But, uh, uh, but so I started clearing out the cobwebs on my Instagram, kind of putting up some photos that I'd finally got around to editing. And, you know, it's funny cause when I first got those scanned, I was a little disappointed. Uh, one of them uh, that I just recently put up was from uh, uh, we went to Cave City, Kentucky is one of our favorite places, a really touristy, just uh, cheesy uh, tourist trap kind of area that's uh, kind of close to Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. And um, uh, it's kind of the exit where you get to Mammoth Cave. But um, so I love that place because it's just so um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for here, but very kind of cheesy tourist trap type place. And which is right up my alley for the type of photography I like to take. <laughs> Cheesy, I guess, <laughs> it's, it's describes my photography. So, but, uh, and so, yeah, I just, I found like this, uh, you know, been going through it and like the LCA, the Lomo LCA that I, I had shot that day, um, you know, the photos just really did not come out well. And I was able to like kind of rescue some of them through uh, uh, some Photoshop. And uh, the weird thing was, is after I rescued them a little bit and kind of got the levels right on them, it, it did kind of give me, what I've always had trouble with with the Lomo LCA because you know the LCA is famous for being uh you know given that Lomo look you know it kind of started the whole Lomo movement you know and all that and uh, and uh, and I should not say that in the same tone as Leica because I'm not comparing the two but uh, but <laughs> but the uh, but after I like did levels adjust I was like suddenly I was like okay this thing looks the weird thing was I was shot on like a Kodak uh, E100 like a brand new roll of uh, Ektachrome and uh, but they came out looking almost cross processed and they weren't and uh, the camera really badly didn't didn't uh, struggle with exposure apparently with that slide film, uh, but by the time I did like levels adjustments on on uh, Photoshop, I was able to get images out of it, but they all looked kind of cross processed and certainly. I'm sure Kodak was not necessarily that happy that I tagged uh, Ektachrome in those uh, <laughs> in those photos, because <laughs> certainly not what it should really look like. But I did get the Lomo look out of those, and I was kind of happy about it, man. I was like, these are very much what I remember, like uh, when uh, the LCA really started blowing up in the I guess late '90s, early 2000s. Like this is you know what you expected out of this camera, because one of my complaints about shooting it in the past has been. Uh, it just looked like typical, uh, you know, compact camera shots. I didn't see anything of uh, that looked uh, unique, I guess. And uh, but these uh, these came out that way only because they were so properly ex- uh, so so improperly exposed that by the time I rescued them, they had a Lomo look to them. So so uh, I was kind of happy about that. But I have uh, several more things to go through with the editing. But uh, so then this uh, this weekend on Sunday, we went up to uh, 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 up to Ohio uh, uh, to visit my uh, my son in college. First time we've uh, seen him since he left us in August, uh, other than some FaceTimes and stuff. Uh, we went and visited him uh, Sunday and then today uh, we, we uh, uh, got there Sunday afternoon, spent that evening with him, stayed all night and then uh, visited with him uh, today and then drove back this, this evening. Uh, but I did take my little. Pentax uh, UC1 little compact camera, sort of like uh, what I consider Pentax's uh, stylus epic or whatever. And uh, so I took that and uh, finished a roll of film up there. And the funny thing was, uh, you know, I was taking some photos of uh, my son and the campus and stuff like that. And took a couple photos of, uh, you know, my son and my, my wife, you know, my wife was missing him really bad. So I took some some nice little, uh, I even got a picture of them hugging when we left and all that stuff. And But uh, at one point when I was taking the photos, 
my wife was like, uh, yeah, Mike, uh, take some phone shots because uh, uh, you're, you're never going to get around to developing these things. And uh, so, <laughs> so, so, which she's kind of right. So I took some phone shots too, just to uh, see why cover my or CMA cover my ass. So uh, but 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 she, but she kind of called me out for not developing uh, here recently. So uh, I'm actually laid off from Ford this week. So uh, maybe I'll get some developing done. So uh, but <laughs> but I, I think I, I think I've been called out by the wife. So now the pressure's on right so uh but yeah but hey i finished a roll of film so hey you know uh, i'm gonna yeah. give myself some applause Woo! <laughs> yeah so, but mike i saw some of those on the from the lca with actochrome i saw some of that on instagram and i really like that man it has that it does have that like lomo look I, I i mean i guess i didn't really consider it as lomo but just the the color kind of looked like that kind of 80s look yeah and, and and like how the images were like a little bit soft yeah like, they were yeah yeah and, i did not nail focus whatsoever <laughs> but but they weren't like completely out either you know like there's that there was that thing about about that you know and i don't know I, anyhow yeah I, I enjoyed looking I, I, at it. That's kind of the thing i was i was i was actually hesitant to, to post them because because I, I thought well people would be like Oh gosh, Mike, you didn't hit focus on any of these, but uh, but I did kind of like the uh, the retro look to them. They yeah. they looked like they could have been taken back in the fifties, you know, and yeah. uh, and some of those places that I took photos of were certainly there in the fifties uh, as tourist <laughs> traps. <laughs> so so they've been there a while. So I thought it was uh, appropriate for the subject matter, I guess. But uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> that you did not see it as my ineptitude as a photographer and just saw it as a uh, as an intentional retro. So uh, I like that. absolutely. Has Grant expressed any interest so far in, in oh, shooting it's, film in college? That's, that's funny. I meant yeah, funny you mentioned that. He told me um, when we got there uh, uh, on Sunday. He's like, there is a photo club there that's going to do a photo walk, and he's going to join them. And I was like, Grant, I wish you told me this. I'd have brought you a camera. And and uh, he was like, uh, well, I think they're going to provide the cameras for this. They have a certain amount of cameras to provide. And I'm like, yeah, but Grant, I have a, a million cameras. I could have brought you one, and I, I, I wished I had. But um, I'll be going back up there to pick him up for Thanksgiving. So uh, when we when we do, he'll he'll spend the week with us uh, for Thanksgiving holiday, and I make sure when I take him back. I'm going to send him up there with an SLR, but he's going to do a little uh, photo walk with the photo club uh, uh, up there, I think sometime in the next week or so. So nice. super, super excited about that, man. Yeah. So uh, uh, maybe I'll have a uh, even more developing workload because I'm sure he'll just send the, send the film to me probably. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. I, I need, I need some, uh, I need, I need some excuse to mix up these. Uh, I've got plenty of like photo chemicals I haven't mixed up yet. And I've been waiting to mix them up because like, you know, I don't want to mix them up and then, the way I've been shooting lately and let the chemicals go bad. So I need, I need a little more volume. So, uh, I get my son, uh, on that. So, uh, but I was happy about that, man. It's super excited. And, uh, to see that he's going to like, uh, join a little photo club up there. So might, uh, might, you know, hey, hey, you know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe the old man, uh, still has, uh, some influence in his life, even though he acts like he, uh, he doesn't really need, Oh, and for example, like, uh, so we get, get up there Sunday. I was like, well, Grant, we have a, we have a hotel room, real nice hotel room. You could not sleep in your dorm room tonight. You could sleep in the hotel with us and, you know, a nice hotel bed and, you know, nice, nice private, you know, hot shower and all that stuff. And, and he was like, no, I think, um, you guys just stay in the hotel. I'll just stay in the dorm tonight and we'll just, we'll just meet up. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, that's like, no, <laughs> man, kicking like, shorts. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's, uh, it's no big deal, Grant. We only, 
we only drove four hours up here to see you. No big deal. Uh, you know, I only spent 18 years raising you guys. No, 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 no problem. I just, you just, uh, just stay in your dorm, I guess. It's no big deal. We're not going to get hurt for hurt. Our feelings aren't going to be hurt bad or anything. That's it's fine. <laughs> But, what is that when you you drive hours to see someone and then like the first thing when you get there they're like yeah well maybe we could get together tomorrow <laughs> you realize what effort it took to get here i want to see you now right. what the heck well uh, we, did, we did spend the evening with him but i thought he would come back to the hotel with us and and, and yeah. stay all night with us and uh no he was uh perfectly happy just uh you know doing his own thing uh so uh, i think he's i think he's adjusted to college life just fine i don't think he uh i don't think he i don't think he needs I don't think he needs me anymore, folks. And uh, oh, so, man. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it hurts. It hurts. It does. But I'm proud of him because he's he's becoming an independent man, right? So yeah. that's all good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's doing well up there, man. And like, he's going to be, you know, shooting some photography soon. So he's got he's got his friend group up there. He's met. He's found some of his people. So like, he's he's adjusted well. You know, I'm 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 very proud of him. So, uh, but all right, enough uh, enough uh, uh, dad talk, I guess. But uh, uh, oh, I do have a I do have a I do have dad jokes. Uh, do you guys want to hear a couple dad jokes? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Did you guys hear about that fire at the Nike factory? Oh, man, it's terrible. It was tragic. Many souls were lost. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so. <laughs> You know, I, I, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a company building a new mirror factory in downtown Louisville and they're, it's going to have good pay and good benefits and everything. And I thought, man, you know, if I, if I, if I lost my job at Ford or even when I retire, I, I'm, I might, I might get a job down there at the mirror factory, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a job I could see myself doing. <laughs> God. What, 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 what? <laughs> Hey, I've got one. I've got only one dad joke, and you've heard it before, Gutterman, but it's been a while. So if you'll indulge me. So a man went to uh, the psychologist uh, wrapped up only in in clear cellophane, and the doctor said, I can clearly see your nuts. (laughs) (laughs) So my my friend, uh, he got fired from the clock factory. Yes. It's tough, man. Management approached him and said, man, you're, you're, we, we got to let you go. You're just putting in too many hours. <laughs> yeah, but the good thing is, the good thing is, though, he re, he rebounded pretty quick. He he got a job at a, at a guillotine factory. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be he'll be heading there tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, right. uh, oh my god. Oh, this, this feels like the perfect time to end this segment. <laughs> it does. It does. It definitely does. All right. Uh so we're going to come back with some listener interaction and we'll take us a little break and uh, let you guys re- I mean recover from the the the, the, the laughter and, and you can wipe your tears of laughter away while we take this little break uh from just those fantastic jokes we just had there. So uh, <laughs> All right folks, we'll take a break and we'll be right back.
folks, uh, we're back from the break here, and we're going to do a little uh, call-in camera review. Uh, we love getting these. Uh, it's just like a great way for a great way for people to get on the show before we actually have you on as a guest. If you have anything in your film journey, whether it be camera reviews, film reviews, developer reviews, uh, some something dumb you did and or some mistake you made, or, or if you just want to call in and make fun of Andre, we'll take those two. And uh, certainly everything we get sent gets played in the order that I, that I receive them. Uh, so any kind of... Uh, any kind of uh, anything in your film journey you want to talk about, you can send that in and it will get played on the show. Easiest way is uh, with your voice recording app on your phone or or if you have a fancy, fancy computer recording setup, a, a recording studio in your house, you can do it that way too. We'll tell you, it doesn't, it, it just, we'll do, we'll, we, we can work with it. So you just send those audio files to negpositives at gmail.com. Same place you would send your, 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 your entries to the, the intro competition. Uh, and uh, yeah, we can uh, get those in the queue to get on the air. Uh, speaking of the queue, uh, next up, a call-in camera review. It's going to come from John Michael Mendiza. You've heard him. You've known him. Uh, he's he's done he's done reviews on this show before. He's been on uh, uh, the Sunny Sixteen Presents feed uh, doing some episodes for them. Uh, so uh, you've probably recognized this guy's voice, and uh, uh, he's going to be talking about the the Rico XR Dash X, the XR Dash X Rico. So let's check out what John Michael Mendiza has to say about that camera. Hello, everyone out there in Negative Positives Land. This is John Michael with another call-in camera review. This time I'm going to be talking about the Ricoh XR-X. This is a whiz-bang 1987 35mm SLR camera that will do everything for you except for autofocus. I was graciously gifted this camera as part of the episode 300 giveaway and finally got around to taking it out and giving it a try. So this camera was released in 1987, which tells you almost everything you need to know about the design and styling of the camera. So as I understand it, Ricoh released a line of XR cameras that used Pentax K-mount lenses. They started in 1977 with the Ricoh XR1, and the last of the XR line was released in 1995 with the XR. X3PF. Boy, these names just roll right off the tongue. So if we take a look at the top of the camera, you've got an on-off button on the right, and it's got a on switch and then a little volume switch, so you can either have it beep whenever you tell it to do something, or if you just set it to on, then it'll stay quiet, which I prefer. There's the shutter button where you would expect to find it, and next to that there is an up arrow and a down arrow, which you can use for controlling the functions. And then you've got a selector switch on the right as well, which will let you select between the different program modes. Then over on the left, you've got another sliding switch that allows you to select between three different metering modes. And under a little door, you've got an interval timer, an ISO setting for film that is not DX coded, and a plus minus for exposure compensation. The fourth button there is a reset button that allows you to reset everything. On the front of the camera, you've got a self-timer selector, and on the left of the lens barrel, you've got an exposure lock and a depth of field preview button. Aperture is set on the lens, or if you set it into program mode, the camera will select it for you. On the left of the camera, there's a little door that slides up and gives connections for a flash unit that can be attached to the camera. And on the right-hand side of the camera is a screw to open up the battery compartment. 
This camera uses four AA batteries, which I find extremely convenient, especially these days not having to look for old and exotic batteries that are hard to find and expensive. And it's well integrated into the grip so that you've got something nice to hold on to in your hand. A bit more mo like a modern DSLR, you can kind of cup your hand around it rather than the pinching feeling you get when you use something like a Spotmatic. So my first instinct when I pulled out the camera to use it was, oh, I gotta take a light meter reading and set everything. But then I just thought, no, this camera's got auto exposure, it's got auto everything, let's just let it do its job and see how it works. As I was working with a model, I found that the camera was really easy to use. I didn't have to worry about anything. The split screen is really clear and it's got a little micro prism around the edges of the split screen, so it's really easy to see when you're in clear focus or not. And the thing that I enjoyed the most about using the camera was that it has an automatic motor wind. And just that little moment of taking the camera down from your eye to wind the film on and then bring it back up to your eye, I never realized how much of a break that was in kind of the flow of working with the model and taking the pictures. With this camera, I could just keep it held up to my eye and take pictures while working with the model and not lose that focus of always taking it down, bringing it back up, and then having to check for focus again. In the viewfinder, you can see down at the bottom what your shutter speed is for whatever aperture you've set. And you can run the camera in full manual mode if you choose but I found it really finicky trying to adjust your shutter speeds using those little up and down arrow push buttons. And so found it much easier just to let the camera decide what shutter speed to use and only worry about the aperture. I think this camera could be useful for anybody. It's a very capable camera, but I think this is really the perfect camera to give to somebody who's never shot with film before and wants to give it a try. All they have to do is focus and the camera will take care of everything else for them. It's a great first experience with film, not having to worry about anything like exposure or metering. So that's it for me. Everybody stay positive and go shoot some cool film photos. Alrighty, Well, thank you, uh, John Michael Mediza, so much for your call-in camera view for the Ricoh XRX. Uh, these are the types of cameras that I am a, a huge fan of. In fact, uh, uh, some of my uh, 35 millimeter shooting in recent uh, recent years has been with my uh, Pentax PZ1P. I also have a SF1N, I think is a, a kind of a, in that same uh, ballpark. And I just love them. I, I love the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, all the features and, uh, the auto exposure. I love having aperture priority, uh, sometimes higher shutter speeds and like your old metal uh, manual camera. So I, I've been a big fan of these sort of plastic, fantastic, uh, late eighties, early nineties, uh, or even into gosh, even into the, uh, the late nineties, uh, cameras. So I, I, I'm, that's, that's my era, man. Like when I was, uh, 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 getting into photography or looking at photography magazines back in the day, these were the cameras I, I couldn't afford. <laughs> but but now you can because they, they happen to be some of the best values on the market right now is these uh, kind of uh, particularly the 90s plastic uh, SLRs or whatever in uh, 35 millimeter format. So I, I love them and I, I love uh, John Michael's uh, recommendation of them being uh, a great way to get someone started in film, especially if they're coming from uh, DSLRs and uh, all that. So uh, a huge thanks to John Michael for 
send that in. I have a, a Rico camera that uh, Kevin Dillon sent me uh, as a gift, and uh, it's a, it's 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 made by Rico, but it's actually a Sears branded camera, which I I kind of really like because I don't know, growing up in America, Sears was just such a an institution, and it's so weird when I pass my my local uh, mall outside my neighborhood now, where the Sears used to be, and like it's now just a it's like a it's like a, a closeout mattress store now. <laughs> so, oh man, I know. Yeah. And, but it, but this is a Sears branded camera. It's made by Rico. It has a Pentax mount, so I'm able to use all my Pentax lenses on it. So I love this camera. I mean, and I, Kevin, thank you so much for sending it to me. I I had a great time shooting. As a matter of fact, I've been thinking recently I needed to, to get it out and shoot some more with it because it was very full featured, man. It even had like uh, multiple exposure uh, 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 controls on it and stuff like that. Like just a very full featured camera, you know, and uh, a real blast to shoot with and uh but yeah i'll I'll stop waxing poetic because i know andre's chomping at the bit to talk about like how bad electronic cameras are for just the yeah for all humanity and uh and all that but uh so so what what do you what do you what do you guys think about uh uh, these type cameras Uh, and 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 what's your thoughts um well i'll I'll jump in and subvert some expectations here (laughs) (laughs) kind of camera is not for me but I sold tons of them when I worked at a camera store uh, in a small college town, specifically because of what you were saying, Mike. I mean, any like mechanical K1000, Spotmatic, whatever that we would sell, Nikon F2s, they they had all gone through a CLA uh, prior to us, you know, putting them up for sale, and you know they were reliable, but. Because of the fact that in a lot of cases they didn't have light meters, um, they they required, you know, a, a, a more careful and considerate approach. They were intimidating to beginners when people just wanted to figure out uh, primarily like aperture and, and depth of field. Having something that had like an autofocus 518 or something relatively normal, something relatively fast with autofocus, auto exposure, allowed them to kind of, no pun intended, focus on that one concept that was like the most difficult to wrap their heads around and really just kind of get out of their way. Later on, they would probably come back and and buy a medium format camera that was all manual, all mechanical, and, and, you know, start appreciating the benefits of a larger negative. But I can absolutely see the, the benefit you know, to someone like that, especially like you said, if they are used to using a a DSLR, a lot of these things either have like straight up command dials, if if we're talking, you know, later into the 90s, or at least just a, an aperture ring on the lens in auto exposure, which is how most people shoot. I mean, yes, some people shoot like uh, 35 millimeter SLRs in full manual, but I think in terms of aperture priority, I don't necessarily care that much about what my shutter speed is as long as it's fast enough. Yeah, I'm I agree. More about yeah. the effect of my aperture on the depth of field. So yeah, they're they're not the cameras for me. They're not my favorite, but I can absolutely see them as a great you know thing for beginners. And when when we talk about oh you know. Film cameras are going away. The supply is dwindling. It is, and prices on certain things are are getting higher. But prices on these kinds of cameras really aren't. You can still find them at thrift stores all day, every day. Um, a, a lot of these are, are what you know make it into 
you know, stuff like the FPP, uh, you know, donation programs, uh-huh. uh, stuff that Roxana's kids shoots, and they're all capable. Yes, if if the electronics die, you're not going to, you know, spend time or money trying to fix them. But if you can find one of these things for like 10 bucks, like why not? Right. I might as well use them while they're, while they're usable is what I said. What I, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, one last thing that I do want to mention, I think you, you, you pointed to the fact that in some cases they have pretty darn high uh, electronically controlled shutter speeds is mm-hmm. that if, if somebody's starting out with, you know, relatively inexpensive black and white or, or color film, that's probably 400 speed. You're not really going to be able to shoot wide open at like F2, F1.8 on a bright sunny day unless you have access to a particularly high you know shutter speed and so something like a mechanical camera one of the more sort of beginner oriented ones is relatively rare that you can find a uh, a shutter speed higher than one one thousandth of a second and mm-hmm. especially on medium format where you've got a lot of leaf shutter stuff good luck finding something that's uh, you know faster than one five hundredth of a second in some cases yeah like my, my pz1p does a one eight thousandth of a second like that's one of the fastest shutter speed cameras i have and that's from the 90s you know and uh, i've been able to take you know shots in florida uh with like a you know a, a decent like a normal speed film you know usually 100 200 if i can but i've even shot 400 like as it gets like a little like as sunset starts happening and and able to get like a, a very shallow depth of field at one eight thousandth of a second you know and uh so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's very handy. So uh, I'm a big fan of them, but and I've preached it for a while. But uh, uh, Mike, what do you think about it? Well, yeah, man. I well, the camera that I have that I love is kind of like that. It's a EOS One V, and mm-hmm. that that was like Canon's pro camera. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe on the the upper end of the spectrum. But and and I really like that camera because really it's there's nothing different from it than like a 6D or a 5D or whatever whatever digital camera there is except that it's shooting on film. But um, but even even beyond that, you know, a, a good gateway drug is is like you know a twenty five dollar Rebel G, or mm-hmm. you know that if you've got if you've got a friend who's a digital shooter and they've already got an investment in in glass, you know, obviously uh, like a Nikon or a Canon, I I don't suppose Sony would go too far backward, but you know you can pick up like one of these cameras because there's a spectrum, right? Like your PZ one P sounds pretty serious, but mm-hmm. the the Rebel G I'm talking about was you know it's got three focus points. Uh, you know, it's it, it's already set up for someone that's going to screw it up because when when you put the film in, it winds it all out, and as it shoots it, it winds the film back in. So if you open it accidentally, you won't lose what you shot. You know, yeah, I mean, like that's, yeah. that's 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 kind of like uh, accepting that people are going to do that, <laughs> especially new, new film shooters for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. but but the idea of being able to put glass you have on on a, a camera body to just try it out is is great and you know I'll t- something else i'll tell you about that rebel g i still have it they uh canon makes a little 40 millimeter pancake that you can put that on there and you can almost pocket it i mean uh-huh. I, I don't want to sound stupid but it's not really going to go in the back of your jeans pocket but i mean it's a pretty compact camera and it takes good pictures especially when you're not in challenging situations right when you're not trying to track moving things stuff like that if you just want some the snapshot so i think they have a real good place and like andre said you know they're they're cheap if if it's something that's 25 dollars craps out on you is it gonna break your heart probably not 
Right, you know? right. I, it's funny. I, there's Pentax makes a pancake uh, lens too. I've always thought about picking up for the, for that reason. But you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a, I'm a real hip guy, and I, I wear the skinny jeans. You know, so uh, I don't know if they're gonna fit in my, <laughs> in my pocket or not. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, but uh, we uh, were at a mall today in Ohio, and uh, my youngest son was, you know, we were visiting my oldest son, but my, my we bought some, my oldest son some clothes, you know, and, and of course, my youngest son then is like, well, I need some jeans. And so, uh, so he goes, we go in this uh, store and he, he wants to buy these jeans. Right. And, uh, you know, he gets the skinny jeans. He's, he's a hip guy. You know, he's got a hip dad. You're trying to be a hip guy, you know? And, uh, so he, he, uh, he, he finds these jeans he likes and they got like holes all in them. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm paying money for jeans. Got a hose all in them. And we, we did that extra. (laughs) <laughs> right and like uh we did that back in the 80s it's like apparently that's the rage now like i just maybe i'm showing my unhipness but like the bon jovi like uh ripped up jeans are back i mean i don't i don't <laughs> i just probably just uh lost my hipster label by, by mentioning bon jovi but i wasn't a fan of them i'll just i'll say that but they didn't wear the ripped jeans right so like apparently yeah. I, I mean uh i mean jess you're a little younger uh andre you're definitely younger like are you guys wearing the wearing the ripped jeans I have never, nor will I ever wear jeans. <laughs> he just doesn't wear pants at all. <laughs> <laughs> Only on trips with Mike. Oh. <laughs> Which Mike? <laughs> I've only had the pleasure of one trip with Gutterman. <laughs> well, the trip with me, I was I, the one trip with me. I was wearing my skinny jeans, and every time I bent down to take a photo, I think Andre got to see uh, uh, a little, a little, a little, a little crack in my personality. But uh, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> so. Oh, there you go. That's what I should pick to print for the silver lining. <laughs> oh. So, so Jess, where where are you at with the with the ripped jeans? Like uh, I've got some semi ripped jeans, see, but I see? like maybe like a month ago I got a pair on sale and they came in the mail, and they weren't what they were in the photo. They have like a huge rip down the center of the leg, and so I I actually cut cut up a dress that I had that was pretty old and I sewed the dress to the inside of the jeans <laughs> to fill out the hole. Right. I don't know. I put in my stories cause I was like, I can't, I'm 34. I can't walk around <laughs> like this. Like, <laughs> like I don't oppose it, but you know, I'm also 34. So uh, yeah. 34 year olds must cut up a dress and sew them on the inside of your jeans to cover <laughs> well, up the hole. Well, some say 50-year-olds have no business in skinny jeans either, but it hasn't stopped me. But, uh, but <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably never dress my age. I mean, I don't own a belt. I just use a shoelace, so who am I to talk? <laughs> nice. Well, uh, and you can fit a shoelace around you. See, like, that's, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, we, we went on a real tangent there. but uh, 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 So, yeah, these these cameras came out at a time when uh, maybe, you know, some of the some of the ripped jeans were popular. I don't know. Maybe it's it's all coming back. See, that's the segue. See, I brought that back full circle. Yeah. See, right? There yeah. you go. Yeah. See, it all makes sense now. But <laughs> but thank you so much. People have people comments before we. I like that. That's how you tied me into that conversation. Oh, oh, <laughs> I was like, I have uh, nothing to say about these cameras, and you're like, we'll find a way. And this is how you, <laughs> how you feel about ripped jeans. I like how you said tied, and you just talked about a shoestring. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, oh. that's all I've got. That was, that was great. That's great. It's good enough for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, John Michael Mediza. I know we talked a lot about autofocus, which is the camera he was talking about was manual focus. Actually, that Sears camera I have is manual focus, but uh, but it has a lot of the auto whiz bang features, which I kind of think is kind of cool when you have like an auto whiz bang camera, but it's still manual focus because uh, you know it slows you down, right? So that's what, that's what film photography is about, right? Yeah. So that, yeah. <laughs> So uh, people, uh, pe- people's heads are spinning when people say that, but, uh, but uh, yeah. So, but thank you, John Michael Mediza for the, the, the review of the Rico XR dash X and folks uh, keep those uh, reviews coming in for anything in your film journey. And again, I've never not played one. So uh, uh, we'll put them in the queue to get on the air. All right. Well, we're going to take us uh, one final little break. We got a couple of little announcements to, to make before we wrap this show up and get our socials out and all that stuff. So we'll take us one final break. And uh, we'll be right back, folks. Folks, we're back for the final segment and uh, just a couple of announcements we need to make before we kind of get out our socials and get out of here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the first thing is Hoga Week is done, and I hope you guys uh, uh, got a chance to get out and shoot your Hoga. I know I didn't. Uh, I know it surprises everyone here listening, but uh, but uh, well, one reason I didn't is because I, I can't really submit the Hoga Week because uh, the Negative Positives Gang is one of the judges of Hoga Week. I believe we have the the street. Uh, uh, the, we got the we got to sign the the judge the street uh, portion of Hoga Week, which apparently gets more uh, entries than the rest. So they gave us the hardest homework, which um, which is surprising because <laughs> we tend to be slackers. So uh, but so but that's what we got. Ta- that's the task we got assigned. And I'm sure we'll we'll come through with flying colors. So if you happen to shoot uh, during Hoga Week and any street, you'll get the, the just the harsh judgment, uh, the iron gauntlet of negative positives. It will come down on you on that. But uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, the deal with that is it's over with, but you can submit your favorite three photos that you shot during Hoga Week uh, all the way up to November 8th. So you still got some time to get those in. You uh, submit those to uh, www.hogaweek.com. So uh, if you happen to participate in Hoga Week, uh, take, pick your three favorites that you shot and get them to uh, hogaweek.com uh, by November 8th. So your three favorite shots. So uh, any of you guys uh, 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 shoot some some Hogas during Hoga Week? Uh, <laughs> I was planning on it and it didn't follow through. Well, I am one of the worst people for any kind of themed week. Right. I can't, I never do it. Like it almost makes me do the opposite of not shooting anything. I don't know what's wrong with me. You, you don't like to be told what to do, Jess. You're an independent, <laughs> you're an independent woman, you know, like no one's gonna, no I one's just, gonna. Every it, time there's an instant film week, just, I, I'm the worst. I you know what? Okay. Nobody, nobody puts Jess in a corner, you know, and nope. uh, nobody no way. <laughs> You're wild, wild. It's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so, Mike, you you had said in the pre-recording that you didn't do it because you were drunk in your dark room. Is that right? Uh, yeah, guilty as charged. <laughs> so, but I was I was printing for the for the project though. So yeah, that's that. And and actually, I think the the main weekend I 
it was a big weekend for me because I needed a, a an eleven by fourteen print um, for someone who probably wouldn't want an airplane or an old car picture. So <laughs> I had to come up with something else, and I ended up making some eight by tens and eleven by fourteen, and then I made a totally different eight by ten on the next day. So I like started Friday night as soon as I got home from work, and then basically went all the way through Sunday night. Uh, so so that was a I, I, I will say at least I wasn't sitting on my keister. I was working. <laughs> and and uh, we, we talked in the in, right before the segment in the pre-recording here that that you know uh, you, you you didn't get uh, well you did maybe did, did get drunk but it was it was it was uh, you were showing love which brought us to the point of when we drink are we uh, what type of of, dr- of drunks are we and uh, I, I think Mike I, I think we all agree here that we're we're I love you man drunks we're we're the the, the you know uh, we're more like we're loving drunks right so. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a lover, not a hater anyway, or fighter, <laughs> but then, but then you, you pour on a little bit of alcohol and it just drops the re- reservations right away. Right. I love you, man. <laughs> right, like, um, right. What, um, the Wayne's world, man. I love you, man. <laughs> right. the guy in the bus. I, I, I used to I, work I, at, I a, love you, man. <laughs> I used to work in a bar and, uh, there was a, there was a couple of dudes that would come up Every weekend, uh, I was working the door and I was checking IDs, and uh, it was like warm weather, so most people were sitting outside. So I would I would sit outside and keep an eye on the patio area, make sure nobody caused any problems or whatever. And and then because you know my, my massive muscles and stuff, I, they were, I was intimidating. So like it would, it would keep the fights down. But uh, but uh, <laughs> Jess, I don't need you laughing like. <laughs> but but uh, so. You know, uh, these uh, these couple of dudes, like several weekends in a row, they would cause some sort of ruckus outside, you know, and I would have to kind of break it up or or, or, or like uh, or call into the big the actual the actual muscle, which was the bartenders. We had some big bartenders working at the time to help me out with uh, these altercations that was happening outside. And uh, but it was like the same like two or three guys every single week for like like three or four weeks in a row. And I, and I was like, dudes. Well, so the, by the fourth week they come up and they, you know, they, I was like, yeah, you guys are good. You know, I don't have to check your IDs. I know you're good, whatever. And I stopped and I was like, wait a minute, you guys have caused a problem here every week for the last four weeks. Like, why are you coming up here and paying us to get angry? Like you're paying this bar to get angry. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. And they're like, what do you mean, man? What do you mean? I was like, see right there, you're already coming off with this attitude. Like you are paying us money to come up here and get mad and start a fight with somebody. What's, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can get mad just driving down the street and in, in, in traffic. Like, <laughs> why are you paying us money to get the, I don't understand people that drink and get angry. Like if you, if you get, why are you paying money for alcohol yeah. to get mad? I, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, it's just beyond me. I just, <laughs> But is that how you want to spend your Saturday anyway? Get in a fight? I'd rather right. get, I'd rather, I'd rather make love, man. That sounds like a way better <laughs> use of my time. <laughs> Andre, you got a hell of a weekend. Damn it! Well, see, we we had actually talked about the the you know when we were kind of planning this trip. Mike pointed out that <laughs> this will be the first time that we go on a trip where we can. Because usually we have to plan with, all right, well, eventually Mike needs to go back to his uh, hotel in Ontario, uh, California, which is about like, what, it's like an hour drive away from where I am, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've always had to factor that in. So even the one time where we did, you know, inaugurate the Andre's drunk darkroom here, (laughs) like, 
Mike, Mike only had one drink, and I, I kept, you know, knocking him back. But this time, we're both going to be able to get drunk together. <laughs> we just got to cross a six-lane street. That's all. That's all. It'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be, like, it'll be like Frogger, the old video. Wait, <laughs> Route 66 is six lanes wide? No, no. That, that's not Route 66 where we're crossing. The 40 is... Route 66. Uh, well, but see, yeah, I should have, I should have rolled with that. Yeah. <laughs> now there's, there's a big road. It's, um, yeah, maybe it's not six lanes. Maybe it's five, maybe it's two each way, but I think it's actually six. I think it's six with like a median in the middle. Well, so we'll get drink, a break. If you, if you drink enough, it'll look like 12. So, uh, that's the problem. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Frogger, man, just, just like in Seinfeld when they're doing the frog, trying to get across. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so all right well uh the other announcement we need to get out here uh uh is uh polaroid week is coming and polaroid week is uh i had it written down here october 24th through the 29th uh is um polaroid week and this will be our, our last episode where we can get to announce that so uh, if you uh if you're a polaroid fan uh polaroid week october 24th through the 29th uh you know i was at my son's we went to a coffee shop when we picked up my son this morning from his dorm room and uh we went to a coffee shop and uh we're sitting there and uh uh they had coffee and uh, i'm not a coffee person so i had a i had a sweet tea because uh, that's what that's what that's what a proper southern gentleman does is a sweet tea uh uh because that's culture but uh but uh so they're all drinking their coffees i mean i'm drinking my sweet tea and uh outside the window of the coffee shop is uh this uh this this uh young uh young lady comes up and uh she's taking a picture of of uh, some friends out there and my wife's like look a film camera and i was like oh wow yeah it is a film camera and then uh out the top of it shot as an instax and i was like eh, okay uh, i mean yeah it's, it's cool i guess but like <laughs> but <laughs> i don't know but uh so i guess i guess instax applies to polaroid week as well but so anybody have any plans for polaroid week I know I, I did a face cast last uh, weekend of some Polaroids uh, showing the results of some of my Polaroids I took in Florida uh, back in August. And uh, I had about a 50% success rate on about three or four packs of uh, Polaroid I shot. And uh, I think that's maybe my going success rate. But uh, you guys uh, doing any uh, any Polaroid for Polaroid week? I, I don't know. Andre is like, he's been stocking up on Polaroid film. He's uh, he's, ready, he's, he's ready for it. So. <laughs> that's how I'm going to afford my, my modern day Leica. <laughs> He's selling off all my all my Polaroid. <laughs> um, I have a pack of blue blue Polaroid film that I've been sitting on for a while. So oh, maybe, nice. Maybe, probably not though. Yeah. Maybe. I got two. I got two. I got two packs. That one of the packs that I shot in Florida was the was the pink film, and that was actually the the pack that came yeah. out the best. The pink actually came out better I than the regular. I shot a pink film last time I was at Policon, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Listen in to our next episode. Maybe I'll tell you if I shot it or not. There, there you go. <laughs> uh, my Mike favorite is the yellow stuff, though. The the yellow and black is. I just, oh yeah. And uh, it, a few years ago, we we had gone back to Michigan around the end of the year, and we went to uh, Third Man Records, and they had one of those. Um, well, impossible uh, photo booths that shot the Spectra film. That's of course yellow and black, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like. And it wasn't that bad. It was four bucks a shot. I mean, that's about what it was going for back then if right. you bought the film, let alone that giant that thing. But yeah, I'm I'm torn because that that weekend or that week will be when we're doing Route 66, and so I'm 
I'm thinking of bringing my SX70 and ordering some some Polaroid originals, or I'm thinking of uh, taking my RF70 and ordering some uh, Instax wide. I'm not really sure which. I I, I mean, you know, the, <laughs> well, I, I can tell you, man. Like one of my first times shooting Polaroid was uh, when me and my wife were dating. Uh, I bought a Polaroid camera and got a hotel room, and I took some Polaroids that night. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know? Oh man. <laughs> Ah, damn it. <laughs> There's two what? rooms involved in this, man. It's two separate rooms. <laughs> Is it one of those adjoining ones where you have the door? No, it's not. <laughs> I already called the hotel and said, that has to be on the opposite sides of the building. <laughs> Maybe I'll save my pack for whenever I go to L.A. visit Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think that is about as good a plug as we can do for Polaroid Week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we got people excited about it anyway. So, uh, but uh, so, uh, all right. I think uh, we should wrap this episode up before we uh, get too far in in the weeds here. But uh, uh, Mike, uh, <laughs> uh, always a pleasure having you on, man. And uh, like, uh, yeah, it, I'm sure it won't be the last, but uh, uh, but yeah, just uh, again, a huge thanks uh, for everything you and Andre and Jess and Roxanne have done for the Silver Linings Project. And uh, and uh, thanks for coming on, giving us the update, and hanging out with us uh, on a on a on a kind of a, a kind of a, a light listener interaction show. Didn't have a whole lot to get to, uh, but uh, you kind of bailed us out, and and we're all looking forward to hearing uh, you know how your uh, uh, your all's romantic uh, weekend oh. goes. Uh, so, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> So maybe we'll have to have you back on to talk about that. I don't know. But uh, uh, Mike, why don't you tell the fine folks uh, where to check you out and uh, where to check out the uh, Silver Linings Project. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And But before that, people, you can get Gutterman to send you a picture. You can do it. You can, you've can. you sent him stuff. You've heard about his work. Now you can have him send you something. Just make a donation. You can do it. You can do it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you just uh, you just uh, lowered uh, the interest level on silver lining. Oh, <laughs> come on now! I'm not buying that. Um, self-deprecating humor is pretty funny for a point, but come on now, being, you're being way too hard on yourself. Well, I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get a vintage sign or a, or a fire escape. I mean, you know that's what you know what you're getting into. Like you, see, you know, it's like an airplane. Uh, my favorite line in the movie Airplane. Uh, and Mike, you're probably the only person that may have seen it uh, because these other two uh, young whippersnappers with us. But uh, one of my favorite line clearance clearance <laughs> roger, roger. <laughs> my favorite line <laughs> is they go to a talk show it's like a and i think it's called like point counterpoint or so i can't remember but, yeah. but it, this guy says they bought their tickets they knew what they were getting into <laughs> i say let them crash well that's what you're getting <laughs> if, you, if you, you ask one it. of my friends <laughs> so <laughs> there you go but yeah it's you know, your I opportunity i did go to flight school so oh, really, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, I love that movie. I, I used been, to fly. It's wow. it's classic. If you folks, if you have not seen the movie Airplane, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's you know we watched it recently though and um not very PC, not at all. Like uh, say, that's not a movie that they could make today. No, it's it's there is there's a certain category right where it's just not acceptable anymore. I guess so. <laughs> Blazing saddles, anybody? Right. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> but still, kind of, you know, if you have, eh, yeah, yeah, I think you gotta, you gotta see them, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. come on, come on. <laughs> 
not not everything old school was bad, but and, but it wasn't you know it wasn't all good either. You know, there's, <laughs> right. there's both sides of that story. But absolutely, absolutely. But, but but don't get off the topic. Look, people, <laughs> you want it, you can get it. Just make a donation, write Gutterman in the note, and you get it. <laughs> you get it. So so yeah, I, I will uh, not I, in your hotel room. Though, I can tell you that. But, <laughs> Just <laughs> that was not what anybody was talking about. <laughs> Rebecca, when, when is our when is our anniversary? When did we first meet? Oh my goodness! Uh, uh, which which mic are you talking about here? Like uh, because we, we there's, 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 no, I said, I said Kuka Vika. I think I'm gonna change my name to Mike, <laughs> <laughs> so I can be in on the club. <laughs> Well, Jess, you have a you have a photo of Andre next to your bed. I think you're in the club. I mean, uh, by by default, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> snorg, sn- snog, snorg, <laughs> snug. <laughs> no, but I think Andre. I think it was uh, October 17th last year because I was signing those prints and wrote the date that I took the picture on it. So that's that's one of those other things. This gets off of what we we're talking about. But when you sign a print, do you sign the date you took it or the day? that you printed it and I go with the day you took it because I think that if someone uh, someone was printing Henry Cartier-Bresson's prints they weren't going to write their name on them and they weren't going to write the date they printed it they'd write the day they took it right or that the, the mm. person took it right so that's why I've always done so I'm pretty sure if you look at the back of that print with Andre it's it says uh, 10 17 20. See, I've always, I've never been organized to, to know when I took the photo. So I've always, like when I do art shows, uh, when I, I, uh, I always sign, uh, like I frame it, but I, and I sign the mat, but on the back of the print, I always think, well, what if they, what if the mat, uh, what if the frame breaks or, and they, they reframe it. So I always sign the back of the print and right. I, and I put the date when I printed it, like, cause mm. I don't, cause I have no idea when I took it. So like, I always just put the print date, but, uh. But Mike, you obviously a lot more organized than me, and plus, well, plus obviously, I mean, when you met Andre, you knew that this was uh, something that was blossoming into something. So that's probably why you like remember those dates a little better. But you know, <laughs> hey, I mean, it was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can, uh, you know, easily find where I stashed away that print, uh, and you know, let you guys know what the actual day was. But either way, you know, you're only, you're, it's only a few more weeks here until we get to celebrate our anniversary. <laughs> Oh man, it's making it worse, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I asked Mike to come on tonight, he had no idea what he's getting into. But <laughs> no, it was definitely a drive-by, man. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, I don't think we, I don't think we even got to your socials. I think we got sidetracked again. So, well. no, that's all right. I, I, I did that by bringing up the chance to get a Gutterman original, man. <laughs> of uh, unknown time and date, but beauty right. remains. So, uh, but no, I just, uh, the only thing I do is Instagram, uh, drunk darkroom is me. You can find it. Um, and, uh, or kukavica.com, but, but I got a messed up last name. I don't expect you to know how to spell it. So the drunk darkroom is a lot easier. Everyone knows how to spell those. (laughs) So, (laughs) and the silver linings project is going from there. Um, we're just using my website because it was there. Uh, it was a pretty low barrier to, to get it set up. And then Andre set up the, uh, the Google form, uh, from there. So yeah, either one of those places. Awesome. Okay. Andre, where can people uh, check you out? People can check me out on Instagram at Andre on film. And Jess. 
they can find me on Instagram at yesyoungs. All right. You can find me on uh, Instagram at guttermanphoto, which you can see my out-of-focus uh, retro LCA photos that I just posted in the last couple of weeks uh, on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography. Still don't know why I even bring that up. Uh, email this program at negpositives at gmail.com. That's where you can send your uh, intro uh, intros to the show or uh, any sort of call-ins that you want to talk about in your film journey or just uh, send us uh, any sort of emails about the show and uh, those will get read as well. Uh, you can join the Facebook group and uh, that Mike Kukovica needs to desperately join. And uh, one of these days, we're going to get him in there on that. It is the Negative Positives Film Photo Podcast Facebook group. We have an Instagram account under the account named Negative Positives. If you submit photos to Instagram, think about using the hashtag Negative Positives and uh, Roxana Analog. <laughs> Roxana Analog. <laughs> I said that last episode. <laughs> Roxana Angles, Roxana Log, and uh, Casey Hall helps me run that. Uh, that well, they basically they run it because I don't do shit with it. But uh, uh, if you submit photos to Instagram, think about using the hashtag Negative Positives so they can see it and highlight it for us all to check out. We also have a coffee. Uh, page where if you want to you know, support this podcast it is ko-fi.com slash negative pauses but i would tell you uh don't we don't have any coffee donations uh in the last several weeks and i'm glad because if you're gonna if you were gonna donate to that i'd rather you just donate to silver linings uh project because that's uh way more important than this uh this crappy podcast so uh uh but there you go um the last Come thing on, is man. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're going to you know, send any money, it needs to go to you guys uh, doing this fine thing rather than uh, just to support my uh, Miller Lite habit. So, uh, but uh, so. No, I was taking issue with the crappy podcast part. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, only the episodes you're on, Mike. Uh, uh, okay. Right? Well, so, I'll, uh, so there you go. It's um, appropriate then. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, and uh, the last thing is we have a merch site, negativepositivepodcast.bigcartel.com, where you can get overpriced T-shirts, overpriced coffee mug, and overpriced baseball hat, and uh, you know, and 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 you know, they're they're out there, and and then I usually lose money on them. So, uh, but that's that's how that, that goes. But hey, it's merch; you can get it. So, uh, all right, a huge thanks to Mike Kukavica for uh, joining us tonight and helping us get through the show. And uh, everyone, have a great week. We will talk to you in. Uh, two weeks where we will come back with a guest of unknown uh, status at this point. I'll find a guest, I'm sure. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Until then, everybody stay positive and shoot some cool film photos. There it is. All right. Mike, you nailed it. Nailed it like a professional. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, all right, folks, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, folks. I almost forgot. One of my favorite parts of these little listener interaction episodes as I forgot to mention, our listener music track for this week. Uh, so yes, if you happen to be in, uh, make any original music, if you have to be in a band or you're a solo musician, if you're any sort of musician in the film community and you have any original music, I love getting listener, listener music tracks of original music uh, sent into the show that I play at the end of these episodes. And uh, I almost totally forgot about this. One of my favorite parts of doing these episodes. So I'm going to have to insert this here. Uh, you're going to hear a, a track from Oliver Kreitz sends us in. He sends me an email. It says, hey, I heard, you were I heard you say you were running low on some listener music, and I wanted to send you a song from a band that I had played with until this whole pandemic thing came along. Anyways, uh, they are called The First Part and can be found on all social media and streaming services. This is an old song 
but our 12-inch EP came out at the end of 2019 and is available on color vinyl at thefirstpart.bandcamp.com. Thefirstpart.bandcamp.com. Also, you can give them a follow at facebook.com forward slash thefirstpart. Uh, I'll have those uh, links in the show notes. Uh, so, and uh, Oliver Kreitz is at Crumbrush, C-R-U-M-B-R-U-S-H on Instagram. Oliver Kreitz, his band, the first part with a uh, track. What, what track am I playing tonight? I'm playing a track called The Good. So you're going to hear that next. Then you'll hear the end of the sh- uh, the ending music of the show. So let's check out uh, all together now. Let's check out Oliver Kreitz's band, the first part with a track called The Good. All right, folks, y'all take care. We'll talk soon.
Gutter Man Cave Production!